Welcome to the podcast of New Life Church. We hope that the messages, topics, and discussions that you find here will encourage and challenge you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Let's turn to Romans chapter 4, and we're going to start at verse 12. We're going to read verse 12 and skip down to verse 18 and read a couple verses there. And from here, we're going to build off something over the next three weeks. Uh, But Romans chapter 4, starting at verse 12, it says, And the father of circumcision, to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith. Why don't you say, walk in the steps, and then say, of that faith. Walk in the steps of that faith. Of our father Abraham, which he had, being yet uncircumcised. And skipping down to verse 18 says, Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to. To perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. So, over the next three weeks, we're going to be exploring this thought in this series the land is ours. The land is ours. Let's pray. Father, we come before you and we thank you, God, for your word and these people. And I'm asking Jesus right now that as your word goes forth, that every person who is willing would let it get into their spirit and that we would begin to work and walk towards your promise, that we would see it fulfilled in our lives, in our church, and in our city. Anything, God, that would try to stop what you want to do today, unbelief, fear, doubt, we bind it in Jesus' name. I lose faith, God, that we would believe and let there be revelation that we understand. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. We read some pretty powerful uh, verses just now. And this is, of course, about Abraham. Uh, Some titles of Abraham are uh, the father of the faithful. There's a song written about Abraham called Father Abraham. Um, He is a man of great faith. Verse 12 says that he walked in faith. Verse 18 says, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. Verse 19 says that Abraham was not weak in faith. He did not consider, even though he was 100 years old and his wife's womb was dead, barren. He did not look at his circumstances and measure 
the potential and the power of the promise of God based off his circumstances. God told Abram, you're going to have a son. And that is going to be the beginning of a mighty nation. I'm going to give you a son. And your son is going to have sons. And through them, a whole nation is going to come through your lineage. And it's all going to start with you, Abram, having one son of promise. And Abram was 100 years old and his wife had a barren womb. And so Abraham did not look at the circumstances and say, well, God, I know you said this, but look at us. So Abram was not weak in faith. The Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. In other words, we find here that staggering at the promise of God comes through unbelief, doubt. God says one thing, we believe another. God says something, but we say, okay, but this. That's unbelief. In other words, if God said it, just simply believe it. It doesn't matter how things look. It doesn't matter how things feel. It doesn't matter what your past looks like or what the past has been. It doesn't matter what's worked in the past and what hasn't worked in the past. It doesn't matter what our opinion is. It doesn't matter what we think. What matters is what we believe. God spoke, Abraham believed. God spoke, let us believe. We can't doubt, we can't question, we can't sit around and try to come up with all the scenarios of why it won't work. Because God said it's going to happen, it will work. It doesn't matter if it's one in a million chances. It doesn't matter if the obstacles seem greater than the promise. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how it seems. It doesn't matter how it feels like God spoke it. So it's going to come to pass. There's nothing impossible for God. There's nothing beyond his reach. There's nobody beyond his reach. It doesn't matter how dead something looks or seems. If God said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And he's going to find someone who believes he can do it. And who's going to walk with him and go where he says go and do what he says do and be who he says be. So we've got to understand that God is not limited in the sense of our willingness. Because if we're unwilling, he'll find someone who is willing. He'll find someone who's willing to give it all up just to see the promise of God come to pass. And Abraham was that kind of man. We find the beginning of Abraham's story in Genesis chapter 12. And it all began when the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your kindred, from your father's house, and go into a land that I will show you. Leave everything familiar, Abraham. Leave uh, your family, Abram. You're going to need to leave everything that's comfortable. You're going to have to leave everything you're used to. 
And you're going to have to start walking to a place I'm going to show you. And it was all contingent upon Abram doing these things. Because then in verse 2 of Genesis 12, the Lord tells Abram that I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you and curse those who curse you. And in you, all families of the earth will be blessed. It's impossible to measure the impact a person can make on future generations just by doing what God has called them to do. It doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter how it feels. But because one man was willing to leave everything behind that was familiar, millions and billions of people have been impacted by one man's willingness to go where God said go, to be who God said be, and to do what God said to do. In fact... God said, through you, Abraham, by your willingness to do what I've told you to do, all families of the earth will be blessed. You and I are a part of this blessing. We are a part of the family of God. We are a part of God's holy nation. And because Abraham was willing to do what God said to do thousands of years ago, we are now a part of that fulfillment. We've been grafted in. Paul tells us that. And so we cannot underestimate the power and the potential of us being willing to do what God said do and to go where God said to go and to do things that seem impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And so because we're willing to do it, and we're willing to risk it, even though if we're in the will of God, there is no risk. I've heard people say, you know, faith is a risk. Yeah, it's a risk to our flesh if we are walking in a mindset of flesh. But if God said, do it, there is no risk. Because he's not going to call you to a place where he cannot keep you. And he's not going to ask you to take a step where his word will not hold you up. There is no risk in walking in faith in God because God is not going to let you down. God's not going to forsake us. God's not going to call New Life Church to another level that is going to blow our mind if he's not willing to be with us at that level. God's not going to call us to a place that he's not willing to go before us and prepare the way for us. So there is no risk in faith. There is no chance of God letting you down. There is no chance of God failing you. If God promised us something, he's already there working it out before we ever get to the place he's called us to. We've got to understand that God calling us to a place, whether it's a physical place or a place in the spirit, he's already there working it out. So we need to have confidence in the fact that God is with us every step of the way. And so Abram 
walks and he does what God has called him to do and he goes where God has called him to go. And you can read on through Genesis 12, the story, but uh, there are several times where God had, or Abram has encounters with God and he builds altars every time he has an experience with God. That's a lesson you and I can learn. Every time we have a monumental moment with God, we must build an altar. And in that altar, we must signify, not our will, but yours be done, God. Not my plans, but your plans. Not my opinion, but your purpose, God. Let it be accomplished in my life, in my family, in my church, in my city. I'm building an altar right here in this moment with you, God. I'm letting my will die out so that your will can be accomplished. John the Baptist said it best, I must decrease so that he may increase. But God can only increase in our life and in our church the more we decrease. The more we decrease, the more he will increase. But he will never increase until we begin to decrease. And that can only happen at an altar. So we must make up in our mind, we're going to build altars and we're going to put our will and our life and our plans on that altar so that the plan of God can be fulfilled in our life. And so we see in this story, Abram's life is a life that is one of great faith. It's great confidence in the word of God and in the plan of God. And just like that video that played right before I, I uh, started uh, speaking, that, that man uh, walking that tightrope did some crazy things because he believed he could do it. And everyone uh, was amazed and was inspired by it. And he said, do you believe that you can, I can take you across this tightrope with you in the wheelbarrow? And everyone's like, yes. And then it came time for them to put uh, their money where their mouth is, so to speak, or to put action to what they said they believed, and they didn't do it. We can say we believe all day long, but until we take action, it's just words. But once our actions back our words, then God's provision is displayed in our life. The times I've seen the greatest provision of God in my family's life is when we took steps in action on the word of God. God called us to do something. The provision wasn't there until we took the step. But once we took the step, the provision was there. That's the same as it's going to be with New Life Church. We've already seen it in, in simple ways. It seems like simple ways, but it's, it's gentle reminders that we took a step of faith and we made an investment in things and God provided the resources instantly. We took the step. God provided the provision and God is going to be with us every step of the way, but we've got to be willing to take the step. Abram was a man of faith because he was willing to take the step. He was willing to walk. Abram walked with God. The powerful revelation of this whole thing is, is this fact that God started a nation, a nation with one man and one woman. 
and they were old. I mean, <laughs> you know, they, they weren't in their prime. Abram was 100 years old when his first son, uh, when the son of promise was born. 100. You're never too old to do anything for God. You're not too far gone for God to use you. Whether it's in, an, in a literal age sense, you can be used by God until he calls you home. You should be used by God until he calls you home. We need elders in a pr prominent role in our church. We need their wisdom. We need their strength. We need their structure. We need their prayers to hold us up. It's the foundation of a church. It's the strength of a church. We need that in our church, and we need them to pray and, and move us into this next level. But in another sense, it, you, you've not done anything for God not to be able to use you. It, your past is not something that can hinder God from using you. You need to give it to him. You need to surrender it to him. You need to lay your will down and let him, and let him heal your mind and your heart of things that could be holding you back from your purpose because God has purpose for every person in new life. You're, you're not a part of this, this congregation by chance. You're not just a part of this congregation uh, just so that you can say you go to church. You are a part of a destiny and you need to see that. But you don't need to just see it. You need to believe it, meaning you need to let your life display that you believe that there is destiny in this church and that you are a part of that destiny. And you need to begin to live your life in a way that portrays that I'm a part of a destiny, that God is going to do powerful things in our future, in our near future. He's going to do some powerful things. God started a nation with one man and one woman. He doesn't need much to make much. He just needs a little bit to make a lot. The fish and the loaves, a little bit. He made a lot. God doesn't need much to make much. God doesn't need a church of a thousand people in order for him to be able to start a worldwide revival. God doesn't need a church of 500 people before he can bring New Life Church a revival of thousands of souls. He doesn't need much to make much, but out of little, God is going to show us his power, his signs, and his wonders. And we will impact thousands of people. We are going to reach thousands of people, and we're going to see a great harvest but God doesn't need much to make much. And so if you believe that, why don't you look at the person next to you or if you're by yourself, just say amen. That means you believe it. That means let it be so in my life. I'm receiving this. God doesn't need much to make much. In fact, all that he needs is your faith. God showed us this when he called Abraham, an older man. A man and a wife, a man and a woman, the woman whose womb was barren. All he needed was their faith. In fact, you may not even have the ability. God doesn't need that. 
He just needs your faith. He needs you to believe what he said and then to live your life differently from the moment he speaks it to you. You live your life differently from there on out. And everything you do, your life revolves around the promise. God has made New Life Church promises. Let every person in New Life, let their life begin to revolve around the promise. I don't work for myself anymore. I work to see the promise of God fulfilled. I'm not here on earth just existing for a good time anymore. No, I'm on this earth existing to see the promise of God fulfilled. All he needs is our faith. He needs our willingness to believe. And if we're willing to believe, then that means we're going to live differently. And we're going to start walking in the promise he's made us. And so that brings me to this this point as I as I kind of using this first uh, part of this series to be a uh, launch pad so to speak for our our next two um, uh, lessons in this series this is the point Genesis 13 starting at verse 14 through verse 18 the Lord said to Abram and this was after Lot departed from him and took his his uh, family towards Sodom. After Lot was separated from him, God said to Abram, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. God told Abram, he said, Where you're standing right now, look in every direction. Where you're standing right now, look to the north, then look behind you to the south. Look on your right, to the east, your left to the west. Every direction from where you're standing, Abram. Verse 15, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land, in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it to thee. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built an altar unto the Lord. Abram was told by God to look all the land that you see. I'm going to give it to you. So Abram, arise and walk through the land. Walk the length of it. Walk the breadth of it. Everywhere you walk is yours. Every place your foot touches I'm going to give to you. Every place you go, as far as you can see, Abram, north, south, east, and west, arise, walk through it, because I'm going to give you this land. And Abram's response was he built an altar. Abram consecrated himself to the calls, to the call. And that's what I'm calling us today to do. 
and through this next week to consecrate ourselves to this call. If you really believe what God is going to do, I'm asking you to take this week and consecrate yourselves to this. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to I'm not going to back up now. But I'm consecrating myself to this cause. I am fastening myself to this promise. And everything I do from this day forward is going to be focused on seeing the promise of God fulfilled in New Life Church. I was praying this past Wednesday. And I'll be honest with you, I thought by now we would uh, be meeting in a building again. There's just some things that, different obstacles that are making it difficult to do so. And it's fine. I'm looking forward, though, to the day very soon, hopefully, that we're able to, to meet. But Wednesday, I was kind of feeling it. And I was looking for different places. I'm like, you know, if there's a room we can just rent, like, you know, we can get together, have sing some songs and, and do a message and just be together and pray together. I was looking and, and nothing was really working out. And I was talking to God and I was like, God, I need wisdom. I mean, these are definitely unusual times. And, you know, I mean, the whole time we've been together, it's uh, <laughs> it's been like this. And so and I'm just being honest with you right now. And I was being honest with God. I was like, God, I need wisdom. I need you to tell me what to do because I don't want to do things just based off of tradition or how we've always done them. But God, I need you to, to tell me how you want things done. And I need your wisdom. I need your direction. Give me insight. And, and that's, that's what I was praying. That's how I was praying. And the Holy Ghost came on me. It, it felt like as if, you know, just something was kind of poured on you. It just like just came on me. I began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And the Spirit of God filled our, our home very strongly. And I was just praying. And uh, I felt the strength of the Spirit of God come to me and the peace of God. And then I felt the direction of the Holy Ghost. And, and as I'm praying, I begin to intercede over, over our church and over uh, you know, our city and just everything that I know God has promised. And I'm like, man, I need, I, w- I need to know the next step though. And, in, in, in all of this, and, and it comes to me very clearly and very strongly. And the Holy ghost said, start walking, start walking. And as you walk, I will show you what I'm going to give you. Do not fret and do not worry about trivial things such as a building. That is nothing for God to give us. He can give us whatever he wants because he is God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns all the gold and the silver. All of that God has control of and he can give it to whoever he desires so do not worry about things like that start walking and so i am going to begin to walk and i have this past week walked several times 
in Sandland or different parts. And every place our foot touches, God's going to give us. Look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west. He's going to give us. The land is ours. God has promised us a revival in our city. He doesn't need much to make much. And he's going to use us in these last days as part of the end time harvest before he returns. He's going to use us in powerful ways. He's going to use the ones who consecrate themselves to the call and to the calls. And it's time to start walking because as we are walking, we are possessing. Abram walks through the length of it. Abram walks through the breadth of it. I'm going to give you this land. Every step we take, we are possessing the city. That's why I feel that we are to start um, prayer walks. Every, uh, every other week is what I feel as a church as a whole, as a, as a, as a uh, corporate uh, concentrated effort. Whoever's able to make it on Tuesdays at 7 every other, every other week will just meet Pray together and then disperse and pray over our city. Pray in faith. And over the next couple weeks, I'm going to show you that you're not always going to feel something. It's not always going to be supernatural. It will be at one point. But there will be times where it's just the mundane walking. Abram didn't feel anything as he's walking. But God said, walk through it. The length and the breadth of it, I'm going to give to you. Because it's a display of faith. If you believe what God said, take the step. And it will come to pass in God's time. And so, you know, any time on your own, if you want to, got some free time and you feel the Spirit of God move on you, take a stroll through San Leandro. Take a drive through San Leandro. And as you are, pray. And let your faith be elevated to see what God will do in our lives. It's going to happen because the land is ours and God has promised us this harvest. The land is ours. So let's take the step of faith and walk. And as we are walking, we are possessing. Let's pray uh, today. And this prayer will be the beginning of our consecration. And I'm asking you this week that if you believe this word and you're going to pattern your life after this and, and pursue it with everything you have, I ask you to take some time this week and think about the possibilities and think about what God's going to do. Let God speak to you. Let God move on you. Let God call you to a deeper level and consecrate yourself. Build an altar in your home and consecrate yourself to the call. Let's pray. Father, we come before you and we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your promises that are yea and amen. If you said it, it's going to happen because you do not say anything, God, that you will not do. Father, I ask that this word would take root in our heart and give us the faith to act on your promise. You've called us to start walking in a spiritual sense and in a physical sense. We're going to do both, God. We're going to walk towards the promise in the Spirit, 
and we're going to walk towards the promise in the physical. And God, I pray that you would bless every person that's going to take action. I pray, God, that you would pour out blessings from heaven on each person and each family that is going to walk towards this promise. Each person that's willing, God, I ask, Lord, that you would bless them abundantly financially, bless them emotionally, bless them relationally in their families and in their friends. God, I pray, Lord, that you would elevate them to a deeper walk with you so that, God, you can use us like never before for your glory and your honor. Help us not to stagger at the promise through unbelief, but let us hold fast this faith, God, and pursue it with everything we have, laying aside every weight and sin that would so easily beset us. But let us fix our eyes on you, and with boldness and faith, let us pursue your promise with everything that we have. And we're going to give you all the glory as you do everything you've promised. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. This week, let's prepare ourselves for what God's going to do. And we will pick up this series next week on Sunday at 11 a.m. The Land is Ours, Part 2. It's going to be an exciting time, and I hope you'll join us. And reminder, if you're able to make it, Tuesday at 7 p.m., a prayer walk as we start to possess our city. God bless you.